Welcome to another episode of Roll or Die. It's been a little while since we've brought you a strong Portuguese accent, so we thought it's about time to do that now. We have for you first degree black belt and uh, Sia Polista. You've probably seen him at any number of competitions, any number of big shows. He's been around the traps for a while. He's a black belt under Sia Polista. He is Augusto, how do I say your surname? Cursino. Cursino. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys, for inviting. Man, I've seen you around a lot, man. You are on in some big comps, and you just always get matched up with absolute beasts or (laughs) just crazy weapons, phenoms. Like you're always a yes to competing, and yet, like the two times I've seen you compete lately, you haven't. It hasn't gone your way, and I feel like like. It, what's that like, man? Because you are such a weapon. You're a you're like you're an imposing force when you walk into the room. You're you're almost scary, but you're such a nice guy that you're not. But you look scary. <laughs> you look like you could destroy any human, and yet you get tough battles, man. What's with that? <laughs> yeah, man. Like a lot of people say this. Like in the last event, and I fought there, and after I fight and go outside with my friends there. The two boys coming to me and say this, hey man, you look like so scary, you know? Like, but now I can see you smell with everybody here. Yeah, you're so friendly. Say, man, like I just try to keep my focus for fights, you know. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm an ugly face. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anton, you must not have seen Augusto at the Pan Packs recently because I think no. he won everything. Oh you, you didn't have a bad time there. You You've done very well. And the same at Nationals, I think. You've done very well at uh, the tournaments yeah, like, that I've seen you in. In Nationals, I was champion uh, medium heavy, 88, and uh, heavy, 94, super heavy, and open class twice. So you've, you've bounced around in the different weight classes. You go from yeah. medium heavy to super heavy. Nah, it's like... When I arrived in Australia in 2019, and five months after everything closed about the COVID, and like I'm just stay at home working, and my wife is chef, and like every day I just work, get home, she cooking because she don't work during like almost six months, and every day I arrive at home and there is a lot of food to eat, you know, like she like cooking cakes. Uh, like a desert, and I just eat, work, and sleep every day, you know. And after COVID, I was with 108, I think, Whoa. but like so fat, you know, with <laughs> my conditional was like zero. And I one day I wake up, look to the mirror, and say to, to my wife, like, now nah, I have to change my life, you know. And I decided to fight in uh, 88 in the Nationals in 2021. And I just started dropping my weight back to training. It was so hard, you know, like, and I got this in three months, I think, three or four months. Yeah. And after... I went away to 88 in three months. Yeah, I dropped uh, 20 kilos in three months. 20 kilos in three months. 
Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah, and like when you have a focus, you know, like everything is easy. And I love this lifestyle, you know, mm. as big challenge always. And I just dropped my weight and I was a champion in 2021 and I ate. And always as well, I have uh, a nutritionist with me. Yeah. And I say to him, like, I I was the champion of division and I got the third place in uh, open class. But I lost for one really strong guy. And I say to my nutritionist, I think now it's time for I put some weight on, but not fat, strong. Mm -hmm. And I come too heavy. And when I come into 94, I fought in 2022. I was champion my division open class. Yeah. But in the end of the event, I feeling like I missed something, you know. And I decided coming up again. And now I really feel it. I feel really strong, you know. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I can see. Sorry, Anton. You've been doing a lot of you. You've bulked up a lot in the last six months or so. Have you got a strength and conditioning coach? What are you doing? Yeah. I got one from Brazil. Both my nutritionist is from Brazil and the, the condition as well. She's from Brazil and she helped me a lot, you know. But we have a, a little problem now because. I love pull weights, you know, like work on the gym, pull a lot of weights, but the conditional, it's a little bit different. Like the focus is not a lot of weight and we have a little trouble here in this middle, you know, but like she's amazing. She helped me a lot and I can feel the difference, you know. Yeah. You're doing that online? Is that because she's in Brazil? So how does that work for you? She's not here with you? No, she's not here. She travels around the world. She's a black belt as well. Yeah, is Ludmilla. And she was fighting the world pro. And I talk with him about Mensa. Sometimes I call to her, you know. We talk about the the performance, then the positions and everything. And, like, for me, it works so good. My nutritionist is the same. Everything by message, by call, video call, you know. And always, it's good. And like for us here, it's better because the real the the real in Brazil is really cheap, you know. And when I pay with dollars, mm -hmm. it's easier for us. <laughs> Although your your nutritionist before was your wife, but then you fired her for someone <laughs> in Brazil. <laughs> so anyway. So you're, she stays as the wife, not as the nutritionist. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. My question for you: uh, lifting weights, lifting heavy weights, and then competing as hard as you do. Like I'm finding right now, like I am doing weights, and I'm doing weights to stop getting injured in BJJ. But I don't do heavy weights. Like my body was breaking down with BJJ, and now it feels like it's strong again because of weights. But I feel like if you go too heavy with the weights, that would break your body down as well. Do you have issues with your body breaking down from lifting weights? And and I've seen you compete, man. You're an absolute animal. Like you go full in no matter what you're doing, man. So I imagine you're the same with weights. Does your body break down under all of that? Man, it's like, this is a little bit hard, but if you ask for any guy then really, really love Jiu-Jitsu and really have to do something different, you have to train with injuries, you know? <laughs> I have no choice. 
Like in the last Pumpex, I hurt my my shoulder in the first fight. And about this, I didn't fight the open class. I just fight my division. And I I almost don't fight the Nogi because, like, I'm feeling a lot my shoulder. But I had only one fight in Nogi. I, I was talking with cars, and I, we decided to jump in, and I, I had a good fight. But always I have the injuries. This is another thing than my coach preparation was talk with me, you know, like sometimes I... I put a lot of weight and this hurt myself a little bit. And when I go to the jiu-jitsu, I hurt more and I never stop to train. Yeah. Like that is many times then I arrive at the gym and everybody say to me like, Augusto, what are you doing here, man? You are like... Yeah, I'm hanging up, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. On. Like the wrist so big, my foot so big, and I say, now nah, I have to train. I don't know if my opponent is training or not. Just in case, it's better training, you know? Yeah. That's the, that's the Brazilian Actually, on that, Yeah, On that note, I think I got another question, Kim, because you've been hugging. Yeah, I had to, um, yeah, go. So with that, like, what happens to you if you have to stop training? Do you go crazy? Or, like, is this something you have to do more so, like, not only because your imaginary opponent might be training, but also what happens to you if you stop? Man, that is one funny history. Mm -hmm. In 2017, uh, I was a national, a Brazilian national championship in a purple belt. And one day after the event, I get to the gym for training as every day. And one friend gonna come and show one position like very simple from the guard, and he sweep me there, and I hit my hand and I broke my hand. Wow! Like really, really simple position, you know. And I get the what the name that white thing that you put on the arm uh, when you cast. broke cast. cast. Yeah, I put a cast, you know, but like two months one. One month after, we had that the words from the CBJJE is in São Paulo. And I was like so excited to fight, you know, I still train. But I just used my left arm and I learned to work the last guard, you know. That day, my coach said, August, you, gonna, you want to still training? I said, yeah, but always I like play on top. And that time he said to me, August, all right, let's adapt something for your game. And I started to work just last guard, last guard, last guard with wow. one hand. And like one, 10 days before the, the war's there, I just take off from myself, you know? And like my <laughs> hand was so big, yeah. purple. And my, I... I meet my, yeah, I was with my, my wife and she like got so pissed off with me. Say, Augusto, what are you doing? Look at me. My mom was so crazy with me, but like, was my dream. And I jumped there. I did five fights. Whoa. And in the first fight, the guy put me down. I hit my hand on the floor because he dropped me out of the mat. I feel in my hand, but I still fighting. I won five fights and I lost the final. Wow. But it's like, was crazy, but <clears throat> I love this, you know, like, I yeah. love Jiu Jitsu always. I have a lot of 
things like when I start jiu-jitsu, my family never, never, never support me. You know, like you guys that can imagine in Brazil, the life is really, really hard. And I'm coming from a poor family there. And always my dad, my mom say, you have to study, you have to work. Always I work. I start to work with 13 years old. Wow. But like, I never like study, you know, I, I know this is wrong, but this is not for me, unfortunately, you know. Me neither, brother, me neither. <laughs> August, tell us how you started, when you started jiu-jitsu, how old were you and like how? Like, I started training jiu-jitsu with, with 14, but in a social project in close to my home, but I trained like twice per month three times per month, just because two friends go there, I, I go as well. And I stopped for a long time. And when I had 18, 18 years old, like, I'm not a too good kid when I was a young, you know, like, always I have a problems, always I have a fight on the street, you know, on the school. And I like a lot to watch the the like UFC Pride. And I remember I saw the Vanderlei Silva fighting a Pride and like he smashed everyone, like crazy dog, you know. And I listened to the guys say always oh, like he is he's a black belt jiu-jitsu, blah 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 blah. Jiu-jitsu black belt, blah blah blah. I say, what is jiu-jitsu? What what is that? And I remember I training when I a little bit more younger and I looked for one gym close to my home. I went there by myself just for like protect myself, you know, because I had a lot of problems on the street. Mm. And I started training after I still training for one year. And after this, I meet another friend, then train MMA and I started training MMA. I stopped training with Gi for like one or two years and after this I back to Gi as well stop with MMA I like punches on the face is not for me <laughs> and I never stopped you know yeah. did you have any and then what thought you you go Anton sorry did you take any MMA fights did you actually Three. in 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 MMA yeah I had yeah. I won by submission oh. 25 seconds, I think. So wow. because this gene did you what? did you actually attack with punches first and then get the submission, or how did it go? Like not the five sides, like everything happened so quick, you know. Like I, I gave one kick on his leg, he kicked mm -hmm. my leg, and I get in the double leg, put down mm. and get in the guillotine. That's it, finish. <laughs> yeah, awesome, mm. man. And what yeah, brought you like, to Australia? How did you how did you end up here in Melbourne? Sorry? How did you end up in Australia? When did you come to Australia? What brought you here? Like, as I said before, the life in Brazil is really hard. And my I have one I have one brother here, but he lives in Sydney. He's a citizen already. He lived here for 10 years. Mm. And like always I listen. He say like the life is better. It's hard, but it's better than Brazil. Like about the security, the make money, you know. Mm. 
but as I said before, I never like study too much, you know, and in my mind, I never, never imagine I speak English, you know, like learn English. For me, this was like impossible because you had to study. And for me, it's impossible. Hmm. But I work in a, in a one big factory in my city in Brazil. And I had a few problems there, like don't have the opportunity for you make a better life. You know, I'm just, I start to see you have the same life than, I don't know, 80% of Brazilian people, you know, like work, 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 buy one house, buy one simple car and save money all the life for like one year for enjoy one week on the beach, you know, like, I had just one day I just come out of the, the factory, get the Luana's house, <clears throat> and I said to her, like, ah, I'm so tired, I don't like this, I don't want this for my life. And like she said, Ah, let's go to Australia with your brother. Mm. He said that is good, blah blah blah. I said, Yeah, yeah, let's go. But like I just stayed. That's it, finish. I sleep with her, another day wake up, go to work again, worse. And I was working, she sent a message for me and say, Augusto, I'm here in uh, in uh, in the in the spot, then you buy a, a intercambio, you know. When you is the agency travel for agent? The what? What do you mean? Like a travel agent to to, to buy airport? Yeah. The agents then you help you come in here, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> She was there and she signed up the contract with my name Woo. and said, Augusto, I sign you up now and you have to go. I said, no, why you did this? Are you crazy? <laughs> and she said, nah, now we have to go. Wow. And like, I didn't have the money already, you know, I just mm. saved money for one year, work, 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 work. And I just coming and like, when we start planning coming here, we would like go to the Gold Coast, mm. but because the weather there is really similar with Brazil, mm. but we we saw like oh, Melbourne was really, really good because need a lot of people to work here in 2019, oh, a yeah. lot of opportunities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we decided just coming, mm -hmm. but always, always my plan was leave with jiu-jitsu, you know, like mm. full time. Wow. Your wife, and... your wife's, oh, sorry, I cut you off, man. Go on. No, no, it's always a finish. Yeah, yeah your wife is, seems like a really powerful woman. I've seen, you know, when you two are together in the space, it's a dominating force. You know, both of you are just, you know, special, right? But the thing is, I'm interested to know about the dynamic. Like what, what role does she play? Does she do jiu-jitsu? What role does she have in like you're competing, like who is she for you when it comes to jiu-jitsu? Man, it's like Luana and my coach from Brazil, the Fabio Alcino, he, he, he was from Cicero Costa, is the only two persons that always believe in myself, more than myself, mm. you know, like, and always she support me and I meet her, I was a blue or purple belt. I just got my purple belt like a few months. I, I, I don't remember. 
but she always like watch UFC, watch fights, you know. And when I I meet her, I work in a in a shop center in in my city home, and she worked there as well. And like we start talk with other, blah blah blah. And I said to her, ah, I train jiu-jitsu. She said, ah, really? I like fights, but. After I saw he really liked fights, you know, like we watch a lot of UFCs together and she always, always supports me, always, always. Like he is the same some days I arrive, I get home so tired and always she push myself. I don't cook. I don't, I don't know how to fry one egg, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know how to cook a, uh, fries that, uh, Fry eggs, yeah, and she make all my my meals every day. She check on the the schedule, the check right. everything scale. Yeah, she makes every meal. She wake up like four forty five a.m. for make my breakfast. Wow, just for cook my breakfast, and after she back to sleep every day. Wow. Every that's love. Committed woman. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I want to know how you learned English. Like before this, you said you were a bit nervous about being on here with your English. It's very good. And you only came here in 2019. So in four years, how yeah. did you learn with such good English without being good at, at school? Yeah, like when we arrived here, we we was with the student visa. We had to study English for five months, but since I arrived here, I always work with unload containers in a top crew solutions, the big company here. And always it's really, really, really hard job, you know, like unload containers is really hard job, but pay good. And I need always pay my new visa. It's really expensive and everything. About this, always I still work there. And every day I arrive at school around, I finish my job around 4, 3 p.m. And I get to school around 6. I just get in there, lay down on the table and sleep during all class. And I, I learned English on the street, you know. A lot of people from the gym help me too much. Like mm. everyone have a lot of patience for for teach me you know like mm. about this i love i i love australia you know like mm. everybody here it's really polite have a patience when you coming from another place like my accent is really strong i know and a lot of people like nobody don't care about mm. my accent you know no. and i just learned on the street yeah i, I read somewhere the other day that the brain, when we go to a different place, the, we genetically switch on some things to help us adapt to a new setting, you know? And I also think, like, this is a personal theory of mine, but when love and relationships are involved, we are even more capable of adapting quickly, like to preserve and protect family and grow. And I feel like, like I'm learning another language at the moment as well. I've got this woman coming to live with me from Russia and so I'm learning Russian, but I've been reading and studying, but I'm learning Russian. Like they're surprised how fast I'm learning. And I'm learning because I have a real, a real reason. Like I have to perform in this. 
you know, I have to get this right because I'm going to be responsible. And I feel like maybe something like that for you, like the change of environment, adapting, you had to learn real fast, man. But it's like, it obviously happened very quickly because you're very proficient with English, you know? Oh, thanks, man. I, I try like, but I have a plan to back to study English, you know, for, for everything, you know, I, I think I have to learn more. And like my dreams open my gym here and absolutely sure how much better is my English is better for my business, you know. Interesting. Maybe not, not too much, man, because then they won't know you're Brazilian and that matters. They need to know you're Brazilian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hope that the medals on the wall help, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how did you find uh, Carlos? Was he already, did you know him from Brazil or how did you happen upon become coming to see a polista? When I come to Melbourne and I have one friend here, is Rafael De Rico. He's from the same city than me and he's a brown belt. When we live in, in Taubaté, is my city, is in Sao Paulo. It's like one hour and a half from the capital. And it, my city is really small, like around 300,000 people. And we have a lot of friends between us than training jiu-jitsu. And a lot of times we go for friends' house for training, you know. And I meet this guy there, it's Rafael De Rico. And he arrived in Australia, I think, one year or one year and a half before myself. And he he and his wife helped me a lot when I arrived here. They find a spot for I live, you know, an apartment in a CBD. And he was training there with Carlos. And he invited me there for coming and meet Carlos. Uh, I listened about Carlos before in Brazil, you know. Because Carlos is like, is, was a, one of the top guys in the world between 22 and 20, yeah, 2002 and 2006. He was, I think, in the first of the ranking IBJJF. And I meet him here, it was a pleasure for me, you know, like I just get there training. But when finished the training, I just say to Carlos, Carlos, thank you so much, coach, for you open your doors for me. But unfortunately, I, I just arrived here in Australia. I don't have money to pay. You know, I'm so sorry. I love this. But one day when I start to work, make money, absolutely share back here. And he gave to me the opportunity for helping. He said, August, you can keep coming, keep training. I just will watch. Uh, you can train like free, but I will ask only one thing for you. Please, training. Just show it for me, then you really want to train. Mm -hmm. I said, about this, no worries. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I miss a lot of classes in English just for go to train, you know, like my wife always so pissed off. You're going to miss the class again? Ah, yeah, and I'm so tired. <laughs> My back is spent today, and after she leaves home, I go to the gym, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm interested to know who you think the top, the best jiu-jitsu you've ever faced so far is. Like, can you name the person whose jiu-jitsu was on another level and you just are like, oh, wow, you know, we, who blew you away with their skill? 
ah, there is a lot of people, but I think then I had a pleasure then role was Roger Grace. Wow. Absolutely. <clears throat> when I talk about he come, that. He, yeah. He's uh, Carlos' friend, and he came in here once, and I was here, and uh, he gave me to the the pleasure to roll with him and man like it's crazy man like it is everything that i try do he was like 10 steps forward of me you know every grip every movement and like his arms is so long his legs is so long and he's so strong so technical i said man what i can do here you know like <laughs> Wow. It's yeah. But there right. is a lot of people like Rodolfo Vieira and Paulo and João Miao is two guys that I had a pleasure then training like on the same team because I'm from Cicero Costa in Brazil. Mm -hmm. I meet Talisson. You know Talisson Suarez here, yeah? Yeah. I meet him when we two was a purple belt. We okay. trained together. In wow. a sister, yeah, wow. me, a lot of people, and absolutely sure. But the person then I really, really like can't understand is Leandro Lo. When he was playing, he was fighting men. It's crazy. When he was on the bottom, his game, he you you can see like he feeling like ah, I'm good here. When mm -hmm. he play on top. He's feeling the same, you know, like amazing. No weak spot. He's comfortable in every position. So Lucas wow. Shea is my I, my idol is Leandro Lu. Mm, beautiful man. Thank you. And how do you find Australia compares in Jiu Jitsu to Brazil? What's the the standard like? You've only been here about four years. Uh, we we've asked this of other guests in the past who have also come from Brazil, but they were there many years ago. You were only there four or five years ago. What's the standard of jiu-jitsu like in Australia versus what it is in Brazil? I think, like, the, the jiu-jitsu here today is a really higher level, you know, because everything, there is a big name here, big quotes here. Then I have a, I had a pleasure to meet a big quotes here, and I'm friend of these guys, you know. And the internet helped a lot as well today because when I start training jiu-jitsu, like they don't have too much information on internet about the position, about the rules, about everything. Yeah. But I think in Brazil there is more people in higher level because the population there is much bigger than here, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. But about the about the level of jiu-jitsu, I think is really similar. Yeah. You know? Do you ever meet do you ever meet people in Brazil who've never heard of jiu-jitsu? Like, is that a thing? <laughs> Man, like <clears throat> generally the old people mm -hmm. that is, you know, but about the new generation, everybody knows jiu-jitsu because every everybody knows UFC, mm -hmm. you know? Interesting. But it's a lot of people. But it's not, because it's not a household name here. I meet people all the time here who never... I have to tell them what jiu-jitsu is all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, it's, it's really... 
I I can see like when I arrived here in 2019, I started fighting 2020 and 2020, the nationals in 2022. And the nationals of this year, you can see a big difference, mm -hmm. you know, like the competitors, the public then coming just for watch, you know, like here I can see increase, the jiu-jitsu are increasing a lot every month. You yeah. know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This and is good for everybody, you know. It is, except yeah. that obviously the the um pan packs didn't experience that. That was a smaller comp, though, right? Like it went down in size, right? Is that what I, I heard? That yeah. What do you think about the IBJJF here in Australia? Because I don't know if you were here in 2019 pan packs. That was probably double the size of what this year's pan packs was. Yeah, I think. The IBJJF should be back the like Melbourne Open and Sydney Open, Gold Coast Open. They stay around the states here, mm. and I think this year is not don't didn't have like too many people fighting because the guys started announce about the event like one one month a half yeah before yeah, the event. Right. Yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah. Mm. The marketing, I think, was too late for because mm. generally a lot of people out of Australia coming to fight. You mm. know, this time I, I saw a few guys like from the Asian coming to fight, mm. but I remember in 2019 that is people from Brazil, Europe, USA, you yeah. know, Asia. Yeah. I yeah. think well, the problem was from the market you know interesting most people say it's the price but i agree with you i think it's the marketing i don't think the price matter like it matters but i think more than that yeah it was weird yeah. how, how absolutely the the, there was it was just strange the price the <laughs> price is really like hard you know and mm. in my mind i bjjf should be paid like something for the black belts you know like mm. because a lot of people coming just for watch the black belts we we worked so hard for put the big show there, mm -hmm. you know, like we pay for show, you know, like yeah. for give the show That's for the cool. IBJF. Interesting. You know, like mm -hmm. for the for the divisions, the black belts and like uh AGP, you know, always pay for every division. This is really, really amazing. Yeah, you know, interesting, and like was not didn't have too many competitors, but absolutely sure IBJJF make a good money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have needed many though. That's that's right. Oh wow! And what's next for you, Augusta? What what's what's coming up? What are you like? There is one Sunshine Coast. And I plan to fly to there for fights. I was registered for the Tasmania Open, but unfortunately, nobody get in my division. I was registered in my division, open class, gin, no gin, nobody get in four divisions. Mm -hmm. And I'm still 20 points down in the ranking before I get my first spot, you know, and probably I go there just for fights. Or try to get this 20 points before I get the first in the ranking in Australia. Oh, yes. Mm. The rankings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
We've only got one minute 48 left, but what about like ADCC trials and all of that stuff? Are you into all that, into the ADCC stuff? Yeah, I would like, but for five day ADCC here, I think I should be a citizen. Because oh, I'm Brazilian, I can't get in, you know. Oh, I have to go to nice. Brazil and fight there. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Man, we could but, talk to you for a lot longer, man, today. We're, we are pretty much out of time, but you're a very interesting guy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and your English was perfect. Yeah. You worried for nothing. Everyone was loving <laughs> your, your accent, especially. We love the accent. So We do. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Well, so we'll have this episode yeah. out in a couple of weeks. And if you could share it um, on your social media for us, that would be really amazing, please. And we, yeah, we look forward to seeing you out there on the competition scene and, and taking, taking some Absolutely. more goals, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, this year was really, really good for me. You know, I got a lot of titles here in Australia. I was champion like in Queensland, New South Wales, Big State, National, Pompex, yeah. a lot right. of events. And Fantastic. many more to come, brother. Awesome work. Awesome. We'll catch you later. Thank everybody. you so much. See you Ooh, on the map. Bye-bye.